and welcome back to Brino. Um, a bit of a breaking news episode today, um, because the Anthony Davis saga is over. Yes, I repeat, it's over. Now, actually, first of all, I want to say that I have done a written form of this episode on in written form, as I said, on Brino.net. Um, the first draft came out. It's live. Um, the actual trade itself is Anthony Davis going one way to the, to the Lakers. And in return, um, the uh, Pelicans getting Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and Brandon Ingram, and three first-round picks, and one of them being um, the fourth-round pick this year, and then two unprotected in 2020 and 2021. Although, now in the current state of the Lakers, I would expect those picks to be late late um, picks in the, in, like... The 20 to 30 range. I'm not calling the Lakers to win the championship if they get a 30th pick, but you don't know. And by and by 2021, 2022, if that picks around that range, we might even have an expansion team. So so they might even get pick 32. I know I I'm actually I'll, I'll break I'll break the trade down into aspects. So let let's talk about it from a Lakers perspective first. Honestly, for the Lakers. The Lakers had had their man in mind, Anthony Davis, and the the trade negotiations have at least, in my opinion, and and from sources, have been going on for two weeks. And Anthony da- and uh, David Griffin, I mean, didn't want, want to rush into these negotiations. He knew what he wanted. That um, he was originally working on a three-team trade, which included the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers, which would have sent the two. Unprotected first to Brooklyn, I think, and would have sent Josh. I would have sent Josh Hart to. Would have sent Josh Hart to the Nets, and then the Nets would give them. Would send. I think it. Anyway, um, the Nets pulled out. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say, and they were left with a massive deal, and in some ways, you could say that the return for Anthony Davis wasn't enough. But it was kind. Of, but the Lakers had put themselves in a situation to get Anthony Davis, where they were kind of half finessing the Pel- the Pelicans anyway, and David Griffin did what he did. Honestly, I think this might be a risky move. Lo- looking at it from a from a certain perspective, because yes, you've got your man, but you've lost Josh Hart. A a versatile player that potentially within two or three two or three years could grow into a Robert Covington three and D type player. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Covington, but along those lines. Then you have Brandon Ingram, who came into the league as just a thin body. I and I don't want to be that to be mean, but um, scoring at Duke. And that he had a scoring record at Duke, came in next Kevin Durant. Didn't didn't have a good first season. Most people said he needed to gain weight. And he he did gain weight. Um and put the muscle and put the muscle on needed. Then then you've got to say that in his in his second in no, we're we're second, third and fourth year, that he's had to adapt because the rookie year, like he showed the potential. Second year was non-existent. 
showed, showed a bit of a glimpse on defense, but not but not that much. And n- now you're basically in his fourth in his fourth year fourth year gone, where he has shown where 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 he has shown an ability. Um, he's shown more as a defensive player. Not that he can't take shots, but he's has more potential as a defensive player in my mind. I'm sorry about the wind, um, than than anything else. Uh, but I definitely think that the offense can come along, and I think he, I think the place to explore with Brandon Ingram is a versatile guy that can handle the ball, and I I think that's definitely that's definitely something to look into. So that, and I think he can grow into a really good two-way player, um, and I think he can be all. He can have that definite all-star, and definitely. And if his scoring improves, I can definitely see him fo- fo- following in the footsteps of potentially be being a MVP candidate. Now, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but definitely a leading all-star. Now. Then you've got now. Now you move on to Lonzo Ball. Now, now with Lonzo Ball, came into the league. Everyone was talking about his playmaking, his shooting, comparing him to Curry. Every guard under the moon that that had a decent shooting season from three in college is compared to Curry nowadays. It's a comparison that needs to stop within within the NBA community. But who knows? It will never stop. Well, hopefully it does. Anyway, w- what I'm trying to say is that came in, pl- came in. Um, they tr- they cleared DeAndre Russell for him, which uh, look look he didn't have the best of year. He it was very up and down. But the thing is, you've got to remember that for for a team in the Western Conference and for him to be a rookie guard, um, he he while he was on the floor, the, his personal record with the Lakers was like nearly 500 which in the western conference as it is now was a definite plus like he, he and he hasn't shown the leadership because i think it was his first season but i definitely th- think his maturity and his playmaking can definitely potentially grow him into a leader and the leader of an offense and be and with with the expectation that Drew Holiday might leave I um, might leave um, for maybe a few first round picks because he he has said without Anthony Davis he'd be interested in leaving the Pelicans and I wouldn't blame him because I think this whole new squad expecting Zion Williamson to come in is not within the timeline of of Drew Holiday so and I definitely think Drew Holiday can be a very good piece to let's say a Toronto Raptor Raptors or even he can be a very very good piece to a Clipper team which I definitely think is one of the locations he could end up to yeah so Lonzo Ball definitely can grow into leader and I definitely think that apart from the shooting we all know that the shooting won't won't be world class especially with with his form but I think he can and I honestly think that Lonzo Ball's defence and in his first in his like first rookie season and technically second season 
to be a consistent top 10 defensive guard in the league, especially last season, I would have ranked him as the 4th best defensive point guard in the league. That's how highly he's been playing on defence. I would say that he has improved and defensively you're looking at one of potentially the best point point guards and all NBA type defender. So so I've so you've definitely got potentially I I definitely think that Lonzo Ball The thing is I believe that Brandon Ingram will be a perennial all star. And I see Lonzo Ball as more of a all star if like a DeAndre Russell situation. DeAndre Russell is not the type of player to make an all-star team year in, year out. The only reason that DeAndre Russell made the all-star team is because Victor Oladipo was injured. So I definitely could see him as an all-star substitute rather than an all-star starter, which I can see Brandon Ingram coming to. So definitely, those three players definitely give the New Orleans a young core, a young identity. I think Alvin Gentry is raring to go because he can play some fast-paced transition basketball that's they're both str- strong on the defensive end with Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram. We expect Zion Williamson because Zion, I honestly think Zion can be one of the best defenders at the power forward position, um, power forward centre position, or even small forward if they risk, risk him with a small forward. And I definitely think that... Um, uh, uh, as a whole, as a whole team, the Pelicans will play a, a brand of transition two-way basketball that will be very entertaining, and will will end will end up being one of the best teams in future years to come. And I definitely think within two or three years, if every, every, if everyone is on the right timeline, because timeline in the NBA is important, um, I definitely could see this roster. Even if Drew Holiday sticks around, because Drew Holiday is a great mentor to Alonzo Ball, and like, or, or if they, or if they have Drew Holiday as a starting shooting guard, then they have Josh Hart for the bench. Because I, I definitely could see Josh Hart as a great, as a great uh, leader off the bench and great leader of that second unit. You could re- uh, just a quick side note: you can really see my Pelicans fandom coming through. I know I'm sorry, and um, also. Also, it just leads to having a very good young core that will be able to pass, will be will be able to handle the ball, will be able to transition. It, I'm ve- I am very excited as an NBA fan, but I'm even more excited as a Pelicans fan because we have got now with this trade, I think we have got one of the best young futures. And remember, we. And remember, if we get, I think best case scenario, the number four pick now, for for the um, for the um, Pelicans is to get DeAndre Hunter or Jarrett Culver with that fourth pick, because DeAndre Hunter can also go down as a, a as let's say an All NBA defender. So if you have Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, who's improved every season def- defensively or slightly Drew Holiday who is so underrated for his defense and is one of the best defensive point guards or is also in my opinion the top 5 defensive point guards in the league then you've really got a system where 
where it can be gung ho on defense. You've got Josh Hart who who can be a good defense. So you're building young and you're building a good core. If you want more score scoring amp scoring, you you can get go Jarrett Culver, and then you can have a lineup of potentially Drew Holiday. Drew 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 Holiday, no Lonzo Ball, Drew Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Jarrett Culver. And then Zion, and then and because and then that four and then that four and then and then that three four five, that small forward, power forward, and centre position is also is also positionless, which is the way basketball is going because it is positionless basketball at the, at the end. And you've still got good bench leaders in Julius Randle, who I think can grow into one of the best six six mans in the NBA. So I definitely think the future of the Pelicans is definitely, definitely looking bright. And also talking about um, drafting positions, um, the fact is that you've still got two first-round picks, and you've still got the the 12th pick in the draft. So basically, look, look, I'm throwing out a situation where, where the Pelicans could get both DeAndre Hunter and... Because honestly, as a Pelicans fan, and I know I was trying to be neutral, but now I'm because you know, Crip One is all about the Warriors. Yeah, um, that's a diss to you. So let me enjoy my Pelicans moment. Um, we could have a team that is literally has Zion Williamson potentially at the twelfth pick if he's still there. Bol Bol, although I think he's going to Atlanta. If Bol Bol drops down, then I definitely take him because. Who have we actually got? The 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 only worry about the the Pelicans now for me is we need to get a true center. We actually need to get a true center. And still, also remember for the Pelicans, we have still got shooting guards like Frank Jackson, who had a great season from three. We have Etwan Moore who can who can take up shots. We we have like we have such a, like we have good role players like. The only problem with the Pelicans is that those role players were given substantial minutes when they probably shouldn't. Like, in a world where, where in the world where you're giving Richard Jefferson, eh, where you're giving Richard Jefferson a nobody from the G League, um, about 20 minutes a game, it's it's not the best. And you've still got Shaq Diallo, who's a very athletic center. So, so next season we could have a vet. So we have Chuck Diallo, we have Frank Jackson, who are also prospects that that are looking really good. You have Alfred Payton, who can be a great backup point guard. The only worry about Alfred Payton being the backup to Lonzo Ball next season is that both 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 our point guards can't shoot, and that and that's a wor- worry from the point guard position. But as long as we've got Frank Jackson, each one more. DeAndre Hunter, who can be three and D. Josh Hart, who can who can bring up shots. We've definitely got a good core, and I definitely think within two or three years' time, we can challenge. So realistically, you're for the Pelicans. Summary for the Pelicans. I know I've been going on a bit, you, but you've got Lonzo Ball, you've got Drew Holiday, you you've got Brandon Ingram, you potentially got DeAndre Hunter, you got Zion. You, you you potentially have that 12th pick being bowl bowl like 
and then you have Frank Jackson, Etwan Moore, Julius Randle, Josh Hart coming off the bench. So I definitely think you you ha- you have a really, really, really decent core in New Orleans building, and I definitely think that Alvin Gentry as a coach can, can truly shine next season, and that can only be a good thing. From the Lakers standpoint, I think they get their man they wanted, which which was the main thing. But in terms of you lose your young core, but I don't think that's very, very worry because even with Anthony Davis and what's happening in the Western Conference, you've already confirmed your place in the Western Conference Finals. It's whether you add, it's it, it's how they recruit from now. Like obviously they've still got got the potential of a big three slash big four. Although I think, although trading for Anthony Davis, um. Get gets rid of um, has them losing one max spot, which n- now leaves them in a position where they potentially have to choose between Jimmy or Kemba. Which for me, I would take Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler having a core of Jimmy Butler, LeBron, Kuzma. That that core, I know, is not the best, and that is not. I know Kuzma's not good defensively, but I think that core, Anthony Davis and Jimmy Butler, and LeBron, if he cares, can be very good defensively, and then again can be good in transition. And you know how Frank Vogel, and you know how Frank Vogel is one of the best defensive coaches in the league. So I do think that if they recruit well, and if they get a Jimmy Butler, or if they get a Kemba Walker, it's about adding those role players. And you've still got your Rajon Rondo, you've still got your Stevensons, and you still got your JaVel McGee's. That are that are those play, players that are versatile and and fill your needs. But I think Rob Lincoln needs to go into this free agency, and n- knowing that he's put in, he's got two top five players on his team, he now needs to recruit efficiently. I think that is the big asterisk next to this trade for the. That is the big as I said. That is the big asterisk. Um, with the Lakers because of how this trade is risky if they it's risky if they don't recruit well if they recruit well then I then I think we can both both say that, that this trade is equal yeah so that's basically my summary of the trade I know I went on for a bit I I, I tried to get this around 15 minutes but We've we've got this around 20 minutes, and yeah, my Pelicans fandom went on for about 10 minutes. I'm not going to be apologetic for that, because Cripple 1 gets away with it with the Warriors. I've been Cripple 2, you've been listening to Bro You Know, or Bro You Know Breaking News, I don't know if that's the show, but we're going to call it a mini Bro You Know update episode. Yeah, um, like, share, subscribe, and comment down below... Tell us your thoughts about the trade. Do you think this trade is fair? Who do you think won the trade? And what do you, th- what do you think now is going to happen with both teams? And how do you think this is going to affect the NBA? Personally, I think how this is going to affect the NBA, I, th- I think regardless, the Pelicans um, don't make the playoffs next year, but they have a g- good young core building. Actually, could they do a Sacramento Kings and potentially sneak in the ninth spot. I don't know. It depends if if um, 
Popovich does his magic and it keeps the Spurs as an eighth seed. Well, well, yeah, that's that's a real question when it comes to the pearls because I think any team Nick, I think the Eastern Com- the Western Conference is gonna be wide open with, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, the Warriors losing Clay and Kevin Durant for at least three quarters of the season. I th- I, I think I think. And if the Lakers recruit efficiently, efficiency, of, of, like recruit effectively, sorry, rather efficiency effectively, you, you never know. Um, that they they might need to recruit analyst analytics, PR. You know, that's the big thing in the game. I don't know why I'm going on the chat tangent about PR. This is about trade. Anyway, um, basically, all I'm trying to say is that the Lakers need to recruit effectively to make the most of it. But I still think that they they will make it to the to the Western Conference Finals, regardless of what happens. Whether that's against the Warriors, whether whether that's against a reformed Houston Rockets, whether whether that's against a healthier Blazer, Blazer squad. Or if that's just it, if that's just an in and out Clippers with the Clippers finally getting their man within Kawhi Leonard. So I, so as everyone said in the NBA community, this is a big time for like this is poten- We say it every season, but this is potentially the 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 defining off season in potentially the next ten years of the NBA. Because realistically, if Kevin Durant signs a max, although I don't think he's going to sign a max, it's probably the last big payday of Kevin Durant's career, probably the last big payday of Clay Thompson's career, and probably every major free agent um, this year is probably their last major payday, which is going to be exciting because we're going to have decisions made and we're going to have drama. And on that note, we're going to cover it all on Bro You Know. And this is my second outro. Hopefully this one succeeds. So, thank you for listening. I've been Cripple 2. You've been listening to Bro You Know um, trade updates. Hopefully there are more this summer. And goodbye.